This is Carrie Derzik at the Irish Film Festival Boston, and I am here with Brian Fitzpatrick. And Rearstart O'Donnell, how did I do? You didn't do too bad, no. Uh, There's a palpable fear that grips my heart before I say any Irish name out loud. Um, I I, I mean, I could just say Richard O'Donnell, but it's more fun to see Americans tripping over my name in Irish. I'm glad you enjoyed that. (laughs) Uh, So uh, for folks who don't know, why don't you give a little description of of the film and what it's all about? Well, um, Atlantic is story three fishing communities, one in Ireland, one in Newfoundland, and one in Norway, and how they, they're surviving in the face of massive environmental challenges, uh, challenges from industrial fishing, from overfishing, from the oil industry. You know, these communities of, of fishermen who are just trying to make a living. And it's, it's how we start off with these three fishing communities, thousands of miles apart, you know, different cultures, and through the film, how we bring them together in terms of a shared challenge. And by the end of it, you know, we realize that we're not, we're not all that different, you know. We're both fighting for the same thing. People are fighting for their livelihoods. They're fighting for, you know, their families, their environment, uh, in the face of uh, big, powerful interests, just sucking up the resources around them. And your, um, your previous documentary, The Pipe, was also um, about environmental issues and corporations getting in the way. And um, so, so obviously this seems like this is something you're passionate about, the scenario that draws your attention the most. Well, I suppose it's Atlantic is kind of a follow-on to the pipe. The pipe was where Shell Oil tried to bring a gas pipeline, a raw gas pipeline, through fishing grounds and farms in County Mayo, where my uncle has a farm. And uh, I followed the journey of local people as they were jailed, beaten, demonized by the media, and how they kind of overcame despite a lot of infighting and pressure, they kind of overcame these challenges, you know, and really took Shell on at their own game uh, through the courts, through the media. And uh, what that story did of the small community was it raised a lot of questions about the bigger picture. What's happening across the Atlantic? What's happening to the resources of the Atlantic, the fish, the oil? Uh, What decisions are being made far, far away from these communities uh, without these communities having any say, but yet these decisions are impacting massively on these communities. You know? Have you been following um, what's going on at uh, Standing Rock? I have been, yeah. Actually, we're trying, I'm trying to get the pipe over there now and show it over in, in Standing Rock. It's, look, it's the same story around the world. You know, It's big, powerful interests trying to make a lot of money, and the small man is getting stamped underfoot every time. You know, But the thing is not to lose faith. People can make a difference. People come together and intelligently fight and plan, you know, against these big, powerful interests, they can succeed. Well, and on that note of people coming together um, for things that are important, I wanted to talk a little bit about how you guys funded this film. Um, so, Brian, you were saying in the beginning you were putting buckets on the side of the street and doing a little little dancing, maybe? Yeah, like, I, I remember when I first came on board with Richie and the team, like, it was literally... Uh, kind of one man and his dog uh, collection outfit. We organised a few music gigs, I think, around Galway and literally out with the collection buckets and badgering people for for a fiver or a tenner. And it, it was kind of amazing to see with a lot of kind of will on, I suppose, Richie's part, how it, how it kind of mushroomed into kind of what you saw this afternoon. Uh, it was a, a lot of hard work. But, uh, yeah, it just kind of, it emphasised, I suppose, to our team kind of, you know, it's a, in many ways it's a depressing kind of an era in terms of trying to to raise funds but if you think outside the box and kind of really put a lot of hard work into it you can get results but you'll you'll definitely have to put in the uh, the the hours you know uh, was this film 100% crowdfunded no uh what it was now Richie would give you the the more exact amounts but basically um 
we secured additional funding on the back of a lot of the money that that had been raised early on people were kind of more inclined to to chip in in terms of the larger bodies once the team had proven that you know this was a story that the people in Ireland wanted to see told and it was clearly had had serious backing uh, from among the general public so then you know you had the larger groups came on board then yeah um so when it when you were getting a little bit of momentum and you saw you could move on from buckets on on the street uh, what did those efforts look like oh <laughs> pizza while you're uh, <laughs> we, we we got some pizza going over here so I'll, I'll keep talking to Brian I was yeah <laughs> what was the question again I was <laughs> I mean, you know, it's okay. It's okay. This is casual. <laughs> um, uh, when you saw you had a little momentum going and you moved on from buckets on the sidewalk, uh, what did that process look like? What did your um, campaign look like? Well, I think it, it was two two separate rounds of crowdfunding um, that Richie undertook. The first one was to kind of get it off the ground and the second was to kind of really kind of push it on to the next level. But one of the things that, you often go on about with regard to the crowdfunder model is that it, it, it gives you a a kind of a built-in audience once you once you have the money raised because the people who've invested money in it want to see you kind of bring it to fruition and they're you know they're showing up at your at your screenings they're kind of you know they're they're very active on social media they're pushing it for you that way so it's, it was a kind of a, a real ready-made audience once once you had that kind of that solid kind of ground base of backing. Is there pizza in your mouth? Are you chewing? Are we how? Where are we with you? I'm clear now. <laughs> um, uh, and you got Brendan Gleeson to narrate. Uh, that's pretty fantastic. What was it like working with him? Yeah, it was. It was mad. It was kind of surreal, really, um, because Brendan Gleeson had done a film in Newfoundland where he played a Newfoundland fisherman, and he had the accent down to a T. And the Newfoundland accent in the South Shore is uh, is kind of a southeast. Waterford kind of an accent and uh, <coughs> mixed with a bit of Canadian um, so when I sent him the rough cut of the DVD uh, as we were three quarters way through you know it was something that was close to his heart Newfoundland also you know he had a social conscience uh, at home and he really gave a shit about what was going on at home so I mean he I th- thought it would be a lot div- more difficult to get him he just said I want to do it you know and he came on board he liked the fact that uh, it wasn't a simple story it wasn't black and white it wasn't there was there was layers and contradictions in the story um and he just loved getting his getting his teeth stuck into it and we did the the voiceover down in Kinvar in a small um sound studio you know usually the voiceover might take let's say three or four hours but we were there till oh, about one o'clock in the morning like trashing it out you know rewriting bits and he was on, on until he was happy with something you know we go over and over again we do a rewrite we'd do it again and you know, and the best part actually was, then we went for a pint, yeah. and that was cool. Sitting down, Brendan Lee's in the corner of a pub, having a pint of Guinness. That was. We should all be so lucky. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and of course, then Brian came, then Brian had a look at us, and Brian says, "No, no, that's not quite right. We've got to change that. We've got to change that." So we had to call up Brendan and go, "Brendan, uh, any chance you another half day in the studio?" And uh, fair play to him, like Brendan Leeson, he's a top Hollywood actor. He did it, and he like didn't even charge for it. Like he said, like. You know, which is r- incredible, like, it felt like that. And then he came on, and he helped us with media stuff. Uh, like, it's not if he's not that busy enough. And, uh, for example, came on the radio. And at the time, we were having difficulty, you know, getting support, as we always had been, from, say, from the broadcaster. And 
you know, we'd on this Ray Darcy show and Brendan was start getting stuck into RT saying, you know, you should be showing, why aren't you supporting it? And, uh, you know, RT then broadcasted and that got to a much bigger audience as well, you know, so fair play to him. He got out and he, he fought for it, like, you know, and Jiz uh, will be forever in his, in his debt for that. Um, and, I mean, of course, what he brought to him in terms of his voice and his skill to tie the stories of three communities thousands of miles away, you know, back through the, from the 70s, back to the present through two different industries of oil and fishing, to kind of bring all that together. You need somebody with serious credibility and, and, a, and, a, and great skill as a voiceover artist to do that. And uh, he was definitely the last most important piece of the jigsaw to tie it all together so that people could, you know, follow this as a story from start to finish instead of a lot of little chunks just sub-taped together. Uh, so this is for the internet, which means, you know, it's yeah, for the world. Know. It's for you can curse. I don't know. I don't know no, if you'll, they might be about the curses and Brendan Gleeson's address. Um, but uh, but it's for Film Ireland podcast, so it will primarily go out to people in Ireland. So is there a way for uh, people back home to see the film right now? Uh, yeah, at the moment we're just after, um, it's just sort of been put up on Amazon. We're doing, a, the, the DVDs are doing the uh, the, the circuit uh, kind of at every screening we do kind of at home and abroad. Uh, we've been broadcast by RTE at this stage, CBC in Canada. So, yeah, there's there's plenty of, of, of ways to catch it. So, so Amazon and the DVDs are available? There's plenty of ways to get a hold of it, yeah. Um, I suppose if you're kind of searching for it, Atlantic to film, Brendan Gleeson, a few combinations like that, Richard Ogon will, 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 will find it for you. But, uh, yeah, there's plenty of ways to see it, yeah. For the Americans listening, that's film. Same thing, just two, just an just an extra syllable when they say it over there. Um, and so, lastly, let's just say, uh, how are you enjoying being in Boston? Oh, it's class. Yeah, I mean, like we were there watching Rocky or smoke there just now, like, and you know, it was like the the fishing Irish and the fighting Irish one after another, and uh, it's just like being at home. It's like being in Galway, you know. It's just all kind of Irish people, Irish Americans, and it's just a great buzz. Like it's very very cool and. You know, it's kind of hard. We're only here for a day after Gloucester, but it's, you know, you want a week here. We'll try to fit in all the drinking we can for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, now that's the way. Uh, this is where the interview ends. This could get dangerous. Yeah, yeah. And you're, you said, happy to be back. Have you spent time here before? Yeah, I, I, I used to live here a few moons ago. I was um, I edited the Irish Immigrant newspaper here uh, for a few years, between about 2010 and 2012. So, yeah, it's always great to get back. I've lots of family here and... Yeah, it's it's uh, it's 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 always great crack here. So yeah, delighted. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. No worries. Thank you very much, Carl Margaret. <laughs>